it's just a petri dish. So the idea that uh, you could take a minute, take a breath, and everybody go home, go to their respective corners, and get healthy, I think makes a ton of sense. Why do you got to rip on petri dish? Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 189 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Vice Admiral of Velour Visors, Vinyl Vehicle Wraps, and Vases Filled with Violets for Valentine's Day. That's a lot of Vs, brother. The one you are the Kirby king Hossman. of alliteration. Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, the one and only Kirby Hossman, everybody. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for the uh, amazing intro. Is it 189 or is it, it 9? Is, it is 189, I think. Okay, okay cool. I can, All I right, can well, actually check while you're talking. Go okay, you do that. Uh, no, and so I'm excited to uh, chat today. I think uh, we had like a two-second conversation before we started here. Mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of topics. I don't think we'll get to them all. Okay. But I'm doing well on a snowy day here in Coshocton. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, this is 189, so okay, cool. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, it's getting cold. We're having a little bit of a cold snap here in Nashville, so it's like the high is about 30 today. Um, so it's a little chilly. But there's always something that I can find that warms my heart, Kirby. Would you like to know what that is today? I would love to know what that is. I'm so glad you asked. That'd be our good pals over at High Tech Graphics. You know... High Tech Graphics has served the industry for over 10 years. Now, a lot of people would tell you that's a decade. I'm going to say over 10 years. And over that time, (laughs) they have learned that the best thing they can offer is truly amazing customer service. They want to create that customer experience for everybody. They've had plenty of time to learn the ins and outs of the decorating industry, and they can offer valuable and invaluable resource when it comes to growing your business. From embroidery, screen print, digital, so much more, they're really there to help you. And it's all done with a smile and that willingness to do whatever it takes to make your experience with them the best you'll really ever have. So they have some really great deals they want you to check out. It can be a free uh, free three-day rush on your next order or three free screens. All you have to do is go to htgrocks.com backslash promo corner. So that's htgrocks.com, because they rock, so you get that right. I do. uh, htgrocks.com slash promo corner. You can see the specials, and you can learn more about high-tech graphics and really how they view uh, the partnership with each of their clients. I I like the new custom URL. Very smart. I dig that. I'm excited to check it out. And check it out. You should. In fact, I'm going to encourage everybody. Go ahead and pause this podcast right now. Hey, welcome back. I hope you really enjoyed checking out <laughs> htgrocks.com slash promo corner. Now, we're ready to broadcast, and I'm going to go ahead and say a heart-shaped box level today, Kirby. Love it. Because it is Valentine's Day as this drops. Mm-hmm. So what better way to start than with the coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. All right. So real quick, I don't know how, how much time we really want to spend on this, but uh, it's one of those tone-deaf things that's happening in, in uh, not just – uh, the United States, but the world. It's its almost a pandemic because it's, it's spread to several continents. And, and I'm, I kind of was thinking, how is this going to impact promo? And I wrote a couple things down, and I want to get your take on it. Are you, do you have any of these concerns? One is the supply chain. Right. Um, obviously, there's a lot of travel restrictions. I was When I flew to ASI Fort Worth uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a couple from China, China trying to get back to China, and all the flights were canceled, and the people at American Airlines, they didn't know what to do. 
Right. And quite literally, she turned to her supervisor and said, what do we do to help? I, we can't get him back to China. And he said, try to book him on a flight to Tokyo and they can take a boat from there. And I was like, wow, how screwed up is that? Wow. Um, but, the, you know, they've added an additional week to Chinese New Year to kind of try to uh, get get people healthy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think inventories are going to be fine in the short term. Mm-hmm. But if factories start getting quarantined, I think you're going to feel a little bit of a pinch there in the supply chain, yeah. and that would that would have some ripple effects from uh, you're going to have a, a supply demand issue and uh, rising product prices. Are you concerned about that at all? I mean, just, just obviously from a health perspective, we're all concerned. I'm really right. just focused on the industry part of it. Yeah, I think um, just from a outside perspective, we don't do a ton of custom um, overseas sourcing, which I think my level of concern would be higher had I, if we did more of that. Right. Um, obviously, from just the inventory perspective, yes, I think there will be uh, challenges to the supply chain. I'm not, you know, I don't have a sense of how huge. Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be weird, but I think the strange little positive is that this did is happening around the Chinese New Year. Yeah, um, because I think those of us who um, hopefully communicate to our clients that um, the Chinese New Year is a thing and it does affect production times, like many of our clients have heard that before, mm-hmm. right? And so the idea that you could say, "Look, this is the time of year that that happens anyway," and giving factories an additional week to get healthy—I mean, honestly, even here, much smaller. Please don't, mm-hmm. please understand. But like, there's schools. In, in our region that are closing because the flu is just, yeah. you know, it's like, it's just a Petri dish. So the idea that uh, you could take a minute, take a breath and everybody go home, go to their respective corners and get healthy, I think makes a ton of sense. Why do you got to rip on Petri dish? Um, I don't like that personally. Um, <laughs> but joking aside, it's not just the custom stuff. So I understand what you're saying that obviously if you had more custom projects, sure. it's, you know, China's the world's workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what 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 worries about me, it's just going to have ripple effects, even on like shipping industries, because they're going to start cutting how much things are being shipped from China. And I know there's even concerns. Can you get the coronavirus from products? Now, I don't think that's the case at all. We're in the early stage of this. So people are kind of quick to hit the panic button. But right. Show our industry shows that are overseas are already being shut down. So mm. and, and you have a lot of people like Michelle Bell. I know she's considering canceling a trip overseas uh, from ASI. And so I think if this doesn't get contained quickly, I think you are going to see some some, uh, challenges to the supply chain and uh, some pricing pressure because you're going to have a supply-demand issue. But it'll be interesting to watch. More than anything, I think we hope that there's some sort of cure for this thing pretty quick because it's kind of freaky. Yeah, it is. Any kind, anytime something like this happens, I think the fear of the unknown is is a big piece of it. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I agree. I think there will be issues with the supply chain too. So, um, but it's one of those where, it, and you know this about me, Bill, that like so many times, it's like I'm aware of these things. Yeah. But I don't spend a ton of time of my mental energy because I can't control it anyway. So, yeah. it, it, one of the things that you've done a good job of sort of coaching me on is just to communicate with clients. This yeah. is an opportunity for those distributors who are proactive mm-hmm. and are willing to get ahead of the curve to just have the conversation, it's, even if it never is an issue. Right. You put yourself more in the position of an expert. It, it's a talking point, and it's yeah. better. It's a. It's another touch point where you can be proactive, like you just said. And even if there's not really an issue, just to say, hey, this is something we're watching. Just wanted to let you know about it. It's yeah. much better than the old school. Hey, I was just calling to see how things are going. Just checking yeah, in, um, which, right. as you know, is a big pet peeve of mine. All right, Kirby, I think we've 
I think we've hammered that. Do you have a topic you'd like to discuss? I do. Um, so you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader, and when I I mm-hmm. say reader, I read, I read ebooks, I read uh, traditional books, but also audiobooks. And I went through a a little bit of a lull recently where I got a, several audiobooks that just man they were they missed the mark of what I was thinking, uh-huh. and that's fairly unusual. Like I might get one, but I had like three in a row, and it starts to question <laughs> makes you question what you buy. Yep. But I just had two in a row that were fantastic. I wanted to share them with you, and I didn't know if you had had any recent books that had really um, kind of grabbed you that you wanted to share with the audience. This is one of those that I'm like, whenever I have ones that really make me think for an extended period of time, I want to share with people. So is that uh, that, that yeah, cool? Cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first one was Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that one. Um, and... You know, Simon Sinek, I'm a fan of him anyway, but it was funny how, you know how, like, I always say Seth Godin will say things that sort of I have in my mind, but they articulate them so much better. Um, that was definitely the case with the the book, The Infinite Game. That was a really good one. And um, the other one was Ride of a Lifetime. It's okay. by Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly was not prepared to like that one, and I loved it. Like mm-hmm. I, I to the point where it may change how some of the books I get in the future because he was telling. And by the way, Bill, you would love it. Yep. It is it, it, a you get some lesson stuff, but he he was literally at ABC and worked for Rune Ardledge during uh, Monday Night Football's run, all the way like literally every story he tells you and I. It's like we lived through them. Yeah, um, he was a part of greenlighting NYPD Blue, for example, and and then of course he was uh, instrumental in the Pixar. Uh, sure. acquisition. So it, it, that those were two books that were, I couldn't stop with them. And so mm-hmm. um, those were really good and I wanted to recommend them. And I didn't know if you had any um, that you have recently, even in the last year, kind of grabbed. Nope. All right. So next uh, topic, Kirby. Um, well, here, here's the thing. Um, I, I love reading. I don't make it a priority and that's, that's on me. I do love, when I find a good book, I do love to kind of immerse myself in it. Yep. Um, I, I that is probably the one place uh, uh, I allow myself to get busy. Mm. As you can hear, my dog over there, she's with me today. I love it. Um, yeah, me too. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, I don't make it a priority like I should, um, and I probably should do that more. It's hard. We got a new puppy, and so I mean, there's all sorts of things, and there's all sorts of excuses. But the one I do keep coming back to is a book called Creativity, Inc., mm. and it's by Ed Catmull. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the, the major domos over Pixar. You mentioned Pixar a few minutes ago. Yep. And I've, I'm now on my second, maybe even third time reading that book. It's I get something one. out of it every time I read it. Um, uh, Shelby, no. Um, <laughs> this is live. We don't edit this podcast, folks, yep. clearly. Um, so we, I, I love that book because it always makes me think differently mm-hmm. in terms of how I approach the creative process. And so um, I've actually had um, Kelsey Cunningham, our, our creative director here at Promo Corner, read that book. And I know it's kind of shifted her way of thinking about the creative process. And because what, what happens with the creative process, it can inherently be fraudulent because people don't want to hurt other people's feelings. So oh, you, yes. allow, you allow mediocrity to go through but this book really kind of teaches the way they do do at pixar where there's a very open uh, open market of people to freely share ideas without the fear of hurting people um without that at all so and and i love actually it's funny probably that's one of my biggest takeaways from that book um is 
the idea of not – they don't call it honesty. They call it candor. Yep. And I thought, man, that is such – people might think, oh, that's semantics. It's not. It's not. That is 100% a valuable way of looking at it. And, yep. and the other piece is that I think – and, again, it's been a while since I've read that book, so you tell me. Yep. But I think the, the way they do it is they're like everybody gives their feedback in the best way to make the, pr- the production the better. better. Mm-hmm. But then the owner still has the choice of whether to use it, even Correct. if it's from the president. Yeah, it's really about creating a safe environment in which to uh, ha- have candid conversations um, where you're not hurting anybody's feelings. It's hard to tell somebody's baby that they're ugly. Yeah, but they, they, 100%. They, they do a great job uh, at, at Pixar with that. So that's that's that. Cool. Awesome. Right, but real quickly, yeah. um, the, the the I am constantly looking for books. I know you are yeah. too. That yes. if, if our audience wants to share any amazing books, yeah. I am always open to hearing them. Absolutely, Kirby. Hey, you know what else is amazing, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, that'd be our good friends at Vault Promotions. That's right. So I know you know that they're known for making name badges um, and doing those badge fulfillment programs, but I think we talked about last week, they've launched a new line of coasters for 2020. Right. You know, and as serious as they are about name badges, and we know they're serious about name badges, they're even more serious about protecting furniture with their new coaster lineup. That's right. They're seriouser. (laughs) Okay, that's my word. Um, Josh Robbins and his team realized that um, ring marks, hello Shelby, uh, ring marks on tables has become quite an epidemic, and they're very worried about that. And and why wouldn't you be? I mean, it's a concern, right? And Vault's here to put an end to that tragedy. So their coasters are made here right in the USA out of uh, custom-profiled wood, leatherette, or slate. There's no need to settle with an uninspiring one-colored laser logo either. Their entire line can be decorated in full color for branding that really, really stands out. And, of course, since they're made by a badge company, you can personalize each one of them. It's fantastic with variable data. Love it. So... um, And you can even sell them through the fulfillment program. We've talked about Mm -hmm. their badge fulfillment program. So it's really time to stop allowing your clients from perpetuating furniture disasters. I mean, that's really (laughs) what it boils down to. It is. You know, placing ring marks all over tables and and start selling them some of these coasters. Just just for once, people, think of the innocent coasters. (laughs) The innocent tables, I mean. Protect them with coasters. So, frankly, Kirby, there's been too much talk. It's time for action. I love I want, it. I, this is the second time I'm going to ask people to go ahead and pause this podcast. Pause it right now and order yourself a self-promo set for free. That's right, free, and see firsthand. All you need to go, all you need to do is go to getyourcupoffmytable.com <laughs> for more details and get your free self-promo. They will even do more than that. They're going to give you free, they're going to give you an EQP code for your first order. Isn't that great? That's amazing. And it's more amazing that I did that read as my dog's biting my hands. She's teething. <laughs> and it's it's a little much, buddy. Um, okay. You got another topic? Or I got Let me go. I got a topic for you. Okay. Bring it. All right. So I was doing some research for this podcast, which I do on occasion. Mm-hmm. And I th- I, I'm sure you saw this. Hub Promotional Group has rebranded as HPG. They're the mm-hmm. parent company of Hub Pen, Beacon, right. uh, Debco. Org Audio, Hansons, and a few other companies. And that was driven by Jason Lukash. He's their senior VP of marketing innovation, good friend of both of ours. I know that. And a- after their relaunch of Hub Pen as Hub to eliminate confusion between the pen company and the parent company. And it got me thinking. Um, I really do like the new brand. I don't know if you've seen it. Yep. I want to think what other companies in this industry could use a rebrand. And so mm. we're about to tread on some very dangerous thin ice. <laughs> At least I am. Yeah, so I thought okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick two, two suppliers and two distributors. Now, I want to be very clear here. 
This is not to impugn these actual companies. These are all great. Shall we stop? These are all great companies. Just yep. fantastic organizations. Okay. But maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to take a, a look at how they're being branded. So the first one I thought, I'm going to do two on the supplier side and two on the distributor side. And again, these are great companies. The first one I thought is Magnet Group. Okay. Um, it's just words, and their font yes. is old, but it's not retro cool. So right. it's an older looking font, and I'm not sure it really tells you what they do. Yeah, actually, that's a good one. Um, and again, as, same with what you're saying. I'm, I have a great deal of respect for all the folks there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. especially so as they've there. evolved, right? Yeah. As yep. they've evolved, they have so much more. And, and so honestly, especially, yep. let's say you're new to the industry, the Magnet Group doesn't tell that, the, the story of what they sell at all No, anymore. no. So that's number one. And then the second one is Innovation Line. Yeah, mm. I, I, and they're a great company, but their logo looks like it's the same font that the original Terminator movie used. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I really think, as an industry, we've moved past beyond the whole line names. You know, Prime line and this line and that line, the mm. fun line, the wow line. I mean, and I know they're, they're all great companies, but it's just... I, the reason that whole line thing was used in the first place was so actual companies could kind of distance themselves from what they felt was an unsavory industry in our, our industry. And so mm. I, I think I think that could use a rebrand. So that was on the supplier side. Do you have any on the supplier side that comes to mind? Boy, uh, right and off I'm the top. And I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. It, it, honestly, you know, I, th I, I think that any of the, the uh, groups that are massively um, kind of acquiring different companies at a at a rate i think the idea of what uh hub did is i, I think it's smart for all of them to look at it and it i is. know this is a non-answer and so forgive it's me okay no but, i think but I like think... the alpha broder prime bodic like yeah. i think that's one honestly that yeah. that could I, again i don't know that i have anything in mind but it could stand a refresh yeah, I'll, I'll throw in one um, that I didn't put on my notes. Um, Imagine Brands. I don't think they've really ever committed to that. Mm, it feels that's like, actually a really good one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think Imagine Brands is a bad name at all or a bad brand. I think it's actually pretty pretty good. I like how they spell it and everything. But they still will go on to market under Vitronic. And, yeah, pick a and, lane. And, yeah. 100% so, uh, on that one. Agree. That's a good one. All right. On the, on the distributor side. Okay. I promote you. Now, they're a great company. I know a lot of great people who work there, but, man, everything about that logo is outdated. Um, it, it, it feels like a dot-com that just got started in 1987, mm. um, and I think it belies the great services that they provide, to okay. be honest with you. I think it undermines the great services. I know I get the point, you know, I promote you. The company is promoting you, the sales rep. Right. But still, it's one of those things that I think, I think a little bit of a refresh would be. And then here's one that's always kind of gotten me. Um, it's Kayser and Blair. And um, uh, Greg Emmer, who writes for us here at Promo Corner, is the chief marketing officer over there. And, and you know, it's a family-owned company. And so you, you want to tread carefully here. But I see Kayser and Blair, and I think, wow, they must be attorneys. Right? You know, it just doesn't really, again, it doesn't say what you do. Um, and I'm a big, big fan of that. Um, the font's a little old and all that. And, again, all these are great companies. It's just, right. I think, I guess my point is with all this, I'm a big believer, and I think we may have talked about this before. Every company, every organization, every 
12, I'm sorry, every 18 months to 24 months should really look at your brand from every angle. What is your audience wanting? What do they perceive you as? What emotions do they feel when they see your brand, when they hear your brand? And it, it just, it's a, it's a living, breathing thing. It's not like we made a logo and set it and forget it. It is a living, breathing thing. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, it's something I think many of us struggle with, me included, <clears throat> because we do romanticize um, our logo and our yeah. brand. And I, again, I'm I'm guilty of this as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, our designer uh, Josh. Now, I I think I I give him a little bit of leeway, but you know, he he's constantly after me to kind of relook at um, how we're branding ourselves, mm -hmm. and I am good with reevaluating, but I think that when you've invested the time, the energy, the money um, in promoting yourself and you create an icon that your customers recognize, it's really hard to move away from it. it um, is. Now, whether or not your customers recognize it as much as you think, I think that's the magical mystery that is hard to unlock. It, it is. I think that's why hopefully you have trusted clients you can actually ask and they'll be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great All right, point. I just, again, I just thought with the rebrand of Hub, uh, Hub Promotional Group is HPG. I thought it was a good time to talk about that. Well, and, and if I may just say, I, that I didn't, you know, I wasn't out in Vegas long, but one of the booths I did see out there was theirs. And again, what I like about it is they committed to the whole thing. So even yeah. as a part of their booth, <clears throat> they had each brand represented in there. And so they, they went all in on the idea of merging the, <clears throat> you know, the, the whole idea. So yeah, it was well absolutely. done. Absolutely. You got another topic for us? Uh, yes. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, okay. So I had an experience this morning. Uh -oh. um, no. So I went through and I, I, but I think it was a really good experience and I did. So it's literally in pencil here. Went through McDonald's for breakfast, which is unusual. Um, it was, was the snowing. hospital closed? What's that? Was the hospital closed? No, it was, it was snowing. It was cold. I was running late. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this quick. So I went through McDonald's drive-thru. Mm -hmm. And at, I, they've got the two-lane yep. you know, order. So went through that. Got to the first window. And they handed me one of those old-school hourglasses. Yeah. Okay? And they said, they said hey, uh, if this gets empty, by the time before you get your food, you get a coupon for your next... Okay. Visit. Interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And they turned it over and handed it to me. I drove to the next window and they literally handed me my food right away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is genius on a bunch of levels. Because mm -hmm. number one, it turned what would have been a normal interaction. I would have been fine with it. Great. I got my food. But I wouldn't have noticed nearly as much how fast it was. Right. Instead, I was like, holy cow, it didn't even barely, the sand didn't even start. I got my food. Number two, in our, in our area, we have a couple fast food places that are really slow. So I believe, it totally. I believe, they, I believe they prefer to be called quick service. Yeah, they weren't. A little respect, please. <laughs> yeah. And so it really changed, like it kind of positioned that McDonald's restaurant from some of right. these others. And then the idea that, hey, if they do whiff, they give you a coupon for your next visit. Yeah. Um, so everything about it I thought was genius. And I was like, I don't know how that we we um, kind of translate into that into yeah. our business. I do. I can do that. Okay. Because, oh. because, again, the other piece, and this has just popped into my head, is it made your employees go, 
oh man, gives yeah. you something to, to compete against too. So um, I just thought it was really cool. No, I, I like it. So I, in one of my talks, and I actually gave this last week, so it's kind of top of mind. Okay. I talk about um, brands and how they make you feel. Like you, mm-hmm. we just kind of touched on this. You, you see a logo, which is the manifestate, the, the physical manifestation of a brand. And to me, um, it's what emotions does that elicit right. in, in the target audience. And so one of the things I think about with that is McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say in my talk, I don't know how long I should be in the drive-through because, you know, uh, but I know how long I shouldn't be. I know when it's too long. Right. I don't know what the time is, but I know when it's been long enough. Right. And, and I'm a big believer, especially with um, every business, you know, every touch point is, is, is an opportunity to reinforce your brand. And so people's experiences over time turn into perceptions, which then in turn turn into expectations. Right. So McDonald's, because of who they are, you you over time you've experienced it, you have a perception, and now you have expectations of quick service, quick delivery. And what they're doing with that hourglass is not only giving you a physical manifestation of that, making you actually think about it. I like you said, they're also underscoring to their employees hey, this is really why people buy from us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing that Amazon does really well. They realize very, very early on that people buy from Amazon for two reasons and two reasons alone, quick shipping and customer service. That's it. That's why mm-hmm. people buy from Amazon, right? I mean, think about it. Why do people go to McDonald's? Very few people go for the quality of the food. Mm-hmm. They go because it's consistent and because yep. it's quick. And if you violate those two expectations for people, you're going to send them to another quick service restaurant because honestly, it's probably in, and in most people's minds, not much different in right. terms of quality of food. So I actually think that's a lesson for all of us that in, and are in business and in, in any business, again, it's every, t- every customer touch point creates an experience. Those over time, those experiences create perceptions and that in turn turns into expectations and you have to consistently deliver on that because just like um, McDonald's, they're in a highly competitive environment where it's commoditized. So are we. We're all selling the same well, stuff to the same people at about the same prices and we're getting it all from the same suppliers. So I think there's actually a great business tie in there. Yeah. Cool. But I'm going to drop the mic on that. Bam! Awesome. All right. That was a great topic, Kirby. All right. uh, Ready for another one? Yes. The Oscars were terrible. Okay, Kirby. (laughs) I'm with you. All right. Your turn. (laughs) I literally couldn't. We turned it over to the Oscars really quick. Yeah. And uh, watched, like, I don't think we even got through one award. Um, and then it was like, okay, I'm out. They, they, they went, went hostless, which I think is a weird thing. And when I saw Steve Martin, who I think is an absolute genius, always have, and Chris Rock up there, and they were funny, kind of kicking it off, but they weren't hosting. I was like, the, the second they bailed, I bailed. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. That was, that was uh, it. That okay. Was topic? Then um, I'll, I'll go in entertainment. So okay. the X, XFL has, has uh, sort of re-emerged. They have. Um, so I... It, I know we're not a sports podcast. I kind of look at it from a business perspective and a marketing right. perspective. But I guess I want to ask, I mean, mm-hmm. like, what do you think? Um, so I, I saw a few comments on social media yep. from you. But what's, what's your overall take on this new football league, American football, um, yep. uh, that comes in after the um, the NFL the, season's over? Yeah. Um, I'm interested, but right. casually. Um, I, I You know, I did watch a couple games last week. 
They the football quality was better than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. but not NFL quality. Right. Um, I thought some of the rule changes were, you know, again, this is the only way the old stodgy NFL actually changes anything is when somebody else does it. Right. Um, and so I loved the uh, new kickoff rule quite a, quite a bit. Um, I like the no extra point by kicking. I like the the the, the strategy of you can go for one from the two yard line. You can go for two from the five-yard line. You can go from three from the 10-yard line. Right. I think it actually throws a little bit of uh, baseball management style into uh, mm-hmm. American football. Um, I thought some of the, from, our, from an, our industry perspective, I thought some of the logos were or the uniforms were absolutely horrible. Um, the, the best one were absolutely the Dallas, what are they, Desperados or whatever they are. They were great. I thought that was great. The rough, the Houston rough. <laughs> Clearly, it was good. brilliant. You don't remember what they were. <laughs> I don't remember the. I, don't, I, I I remember what they looked like, but I don't remember exactly what they what the uh, what the name is. Look, I'm sorry. I'm, I've got a puppy. I'm busy. Um, but I, I I thought you know it was nice to have in the background. To be honest with you, yeah. like was I jumping out of my seat screaming at it? No, but. What I find interesting is that they're very adamant about not being a feeder league to the NFL. Mm. So if you're under contract with the XFL, and a lot of these players have been under contract since like September of last year, you can't go to the NFL. Mm. For example, Landry Jones, who is he, – he was backup quarterback for the Steelers for four or five right. years, and he's the quarterback for the Dallas situational football desperado team, whatever the <laughs> hell their nickname is. And when Ben Roethlisberger went down, they called, and the XFL said, no, you can't have him. So they're very adamant about you're part of the XFL, you're going to be part of the XFL until the season's over. Now, they're all one-year contracts, so you know it still is going to serve as that springboard. I think it's great, to be honest with you. I mean, you have a, hun- a, a nation that's hungry for football. It'll be interesting to see what, the, if there's a, how much of a drop-off there is between week one and week two and so on. Yeah, and there will be. Um, but I, I actually think the piece that, like the rule changes, I think were fun. I think the fact that there were some recognizable names, you know, even before yeah. um, the, the season started was really good. I actually think the idea that they don't want to be a feeder league is funny to me because that's exactly what it should well, be. Here's the thing um, what else would you be? Right. I mean, right. I under- exactly. you know, at some point, don't you see the NFL absorbing this? I mean, isn't that the whole long term play on this, probably? Yeah. Yeah, but the, I think my thing is, is it's like obviously there have been several leagues like this that yeah. have come and gone, mm-hmm. and the idea that it can't work because it didn't work in the past. I think um, the that's what sort of rings true with me is I like each with each iteration of any business yeah. that doesn't work, that obviously really smart people see a hole in the market. Yeah, they haven't successfully filled it yet. But as Mark Cuban said one time, you only have to be right once. Right. And so I'm intrigued by it just from an entrepreneurial standpoint. I'm going to yeah. be curious to see how they do marketing it moving forward from a social media perspective. Agreed. I agree. Because I don't think they've done a great job on that yet. And the no. reason I say that is that my daughter, mm-hmm. who literally lives in social media, the oldest one, and yeah. is a football fan, big Seahawks yeah. fan, right? Yeah. Had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. Didn't know it existed. It, it'll, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I mean, they have pretty deep pockets. I think Vince McMahon, who don't, owns the mm-hmm. uh, World Wrestling 
Enterprise or whatever E stands for, World <laughs> Wrestling Entertainment. Um, it's education. Uh, I think they committed five. I think yeah, indeed. I think they committed five hundred million. He's committed personally five hundred million dollars for this. So they've got deep pockets where the American uh, Athletic or uh, whatever AAF or AAF, whatever it was last year. They had no money. I mean, they were struggling right. from the get go. They've got credible coaches. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got people who have coached in the NFL. I think the one thing they're missing, though, um, from a player's perspective. Uh, and from where P is star power, right. they um, they don't really have a lot of people players that people know. Yeah, and Cardale Jones is a big name there. Cardale Jones in your area is in my area. I don't I barely know yeah. who he is. Right. Whereas I think they've done themselves a disservice by saying, "No, Johnny Manziel, we don't want you." I oh, think yeah. that would I think that's a mistake. I agree. Um, not that Johnny Manziel could play or or would not um, completely implode, um, but I think not. Not giving him that opportunity is a mistake. Yeah. I think, and I also think that you know, I watched some of the broadcasts front to back. They spent no time on telling me stories about any of these mm. people. That's a great um, point. There, there. I so I don't care. So yeah. I start caring about the logos, and I thought, oh, that's a cool uniform. Like I thought the Seattle uniform was a really cool uniform. Okay. Um, I thought the Roughnecks had a really cool uniform. So it just you know, you, you, for us to care, I have to care about the people. Right. Um, and I think they need to do a better job of that. Cool. All right, so Kirby, we are now at the time of this fabulous broadcast where we're going to talk about the promo person of the week. Whoop, whoop. Dedicated to highlight the one person in the promo industry. Age, gender affiliation, doesn't matter. That's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. And I am picking someone today okay. who I don't know very well, but I've gotten to know him a little bit over the past four or five months. And that is uh, Ira Neiman from uh, Vantage. Uh, he uh, is also now chair of the PPAI board. So with all the volunteering that I do, um, I've gotten to know Ira a little bit uh, this past fall. And, and all you know, knew he founded um, Vantage. Vantage is a great company in the industry. And I will tell you, he is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever spoken with in our industry. <laughs> and, and it's not because he just let me blather on and talk, which he did. And that was kind of awesome. But he was clear he was listening to me. And I always have so much respect for people who look at you in the eye when you're speaking and really listen and then pause and think very thoughtfully before responding. Um, it's very clear that his brain fires at, at a higher level than mine does. But he is the epitome of listen more, speak less. And I think he's going to be such a great, great leader um, and we've had a great run of leaders uh, sitting at the top of the board with, you know, you Tom Goes, Mary Jo Tomasini, um, uh, Brittany David, and now Ira Neiman. You've got some, and Todd Potabaum is, is on deck. I mean, you've got some great leaders there. But I, I want, you know, I want to give a shout out to Ira just because, again, he is that thoughtful leader, and that style I think will lend itself very well to lead PPAI uh, in 2020. Yeah, I always respect, and again, you know, I think it's important to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and to be introspective. And I respect the heck out of people who are listen first, speak second. It's not my strength. And I, so when people like that speak, I always go back to that old E.F. Hutton commercial when, when, when they yeah. speak, I listen. Yeah. And uh, so that, I think that's a great choice with Ira and uh, I'm excited about his leadership. Awesome. Kirby, now I believe you say, so box high fives. Um, we'll just send to the home office at PPAI and buyer where we know you're going to be down there very often. Right. Kirby, you got best thing ever this week. Oh, look at you shuffle papers. It's amazing. You've got notes. 
All right. All right. So um, best thing ever this week is um, the best ever this week content creator or influencer for you. So the person who, whether it's in the industry or honestly out of the industry, who creates content that is can't miss for you right now. I know, you know, because that evolves, right? Yeah. Um, so who or what is the best ever content creator influencer in the world? Um, so I, uh, this is a tough question because I want to go two different places. So I'm go for break. it. I'm a, I am. In the industry, I'm going to say lately, it's been Jeff Jacobs. Um, Jeff Jacobs, who writes uh, a column for Promo Corner uh, every other week, so that would be biweekly, about product safety. And, and he really has a way of, of tying it home. And mm. uh, that's one of those things is can't miss for me yep. that I, I absolutely read every other week and uh, really appreciate that. I'd say from a larger um, perspective uh, where I see content, and, and I hate to go for the low-hanging fruit, but it's probably Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. I don't... I don't watch all his stuff. I can't. I don't have time. Right. Um, but I, you know, if I'm feeling a little lost, um, I'll find a video of his, and it always inspires me um, to just kind of get get kind of back laser focused, for lack yep. of a better term. Yep. So uh, I guess I'm going to say Jeff Jacobs, and I'm going to say Gary Vaynerchuk. What do you say? So. First of all, Jeff's a great choice. I think that's a good one. Um, I wrote down two names for fear that you would say one of the ones. And Gary Vee's one of mine, too. Yeah. Um, and again, for that exact same reason. And Gary talks about all the time, if, if you don't watch all his stuff, go and do yeah. work, right? Yeah. Um, and that's 100% how I use it, um, is that, okay, I need a little boost of inspiration. I'm going to grab. And what I also like is he's one of those guys that you don't pay attention necessarily to what he's saying. Pay attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right, so he was on that Ask Gary V kick. Then he went into the Daily V, and so he was doing something no one else was doing because he was hiring somebody to follow him around. Yep. Now he's doing a weekly, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But watch where he goes. Whether it's from YouTube to Instagram to Snapchat to TikTok, he he. If you watch him, that's where the trends are going. And the other one's a little bit more old school. I'd uh, say is Seth Godin. Yep. He's still he's still uh, my. One. Um, go to a guy who writes a blog every day, and what I love about it is it's consumable. I don't necessarily yep. go to his pod or to his blog every day, no. but I'll go a couple times a week and catch up on everything. And yep. then I will tell you, his Akimbo is his new podcast. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that consistently, I think you're missing it. It is must listen for me. I like it's my favorite podcast right now. Um, he just makes me think, yep. and so I know Seth is not like but he continues to evolve, yeah. right? And so to me, he's a guy who provides value, gives first. Yeah, and great. So, yeah, both great choices, obviously. Cool. Um, and I love, you know, Seth, what I like about Seth's blog, it is daily, and sometimes it's five sentences, which I appreciate sometimes. Exactly. You know what else I appreciate, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be our good pals over at High Tech Graphics. They have those great deals. They All they focus on is the customer service, customer experience. We talked about that during the McDonald's section of this podcast where right. experiences turn into perceptions and those in turn turn into expectations and they expect you to have an amazing customer service experience with them. So check out some of their great deals including a, th- a free three-day rush on your next order or three free screens on your next order. HTGrocks.com slash promo corner. You get to see those specials, learn a little bit more about our good pals over at High Tech Graphics. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. Enjoyed doing this podcast as always. We're running a little long, so I'm going to bid you a fond, happy Valentine's Day, and adieu.
Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.